Hi guys, we have landed ourselves in episode six of the podcast, and I cannot believe the episodes are just flying by. I'm recording this again on Sunday evening. It's kind of a time crunch. This week has been wild, but I'm so glad that you guys have joined me here today. Um, I'm excited to very quickly tell you guys my meal prep tips and something that is helping me uh, meal plan better and something I wish I would have known a long time ago, as well as the collected tips that I have across the years of meal planning and prepping. So I don't always meal plan, but when I do, (laughs) um, I try to incorporate these different hacks because it really does make meal prep so much easier. So while you're going to fill up your water bottle, and you're getting those sips in, I wanted to remind you guys that my April group is open. So if you're struggling and you need help on your weight loss journey with a person who has also struggled with emotional eating, this is the community for you. You can hop in here. You'll be around other ladies who also struggle with emotional eating, who are also working towards their goals, whatever those might be, whether it be weight loss, weight gain, muscle gain, whatever it is. This is a community where A lot of us struggle with emotional eating and we're all working hard towards our goals. So if that's something that you would be interested in, you can always send me an email at passtheplatepodcast at gmail.com and just put battle buddy or hey, I need help (laughs) in the subject line. And that way I'll make sure to see your email. P.S. My gut program starts tomorrow. I know I've talked a lot about this in prior episodes or at least, you know, dripped that I was fixing to do this gut program, but it actually does launch tomorrow. I'm excited to share the updates with you guys. I'm a little nervous because it's going to be a lot more veggies. And if you follow me at all on social media, I've told you before, I'm not a veggie girl. I eat them because I have to and because they're good for me, not because I'm just obsessed with them. But I am going to incorporate more veggies. We're taking out dairy and gluten and things to really see if we can heal our guts. And so I can't wait to share that with you guys on my social media at Hannah Dickey Bryson and here uh, for some updates on the podcast as well. So you can always join me there. I will be taking my measurements and beginning photos in the morning so I can just track my progress. But let's go ahead and jump into this episode because I have meal planning and prepping tips for you guys that I am ready to share and I'm sure you are ready to hear. Hey friend, welcome to Pass the Plate Podcast. I'm your host Hannah and for so long I relied on food to be my comfort. I'm also a wife to my high school sweetheart Jake a Christian, and the leader of my online wellness community. A few years ago, I was drowning in emotional binge eating and so desperate for a solution that actually worked. And if you're anything like me, you know this feeling all too well. If you're ready to let go of the heavy shame you've been carrying and uncover the life that's waiting on you, then refill that water bottle, sis, because it is time to jump on in. So as I was trying to figure out what episode I wanted to share with you guys or what topic I wanted to talk about, this kind of dawned on me because I was in the middle of meal prep and I was using tactics that I've used for a while, but at some point I had to learn those things, right? And so I knew that this may be a helpful episode for those of you who are like, I've never meal prepped at all, or I used to meal prep, but it was overwhelming, or what in the world is meal prep? Like, what? how do you plan for that? Like, where do I even begin? Things like that. So I wanted to just share quickly. I'm sure this could be a much deeper topic, maybe even its own podcast, but I just wanted to share some things that have been helping me, right? So 
Um, used to, I spent hours in the kitchen on a Sunday using recipes that were given to us inside our online wellness community that I could follow and I knew were meal plan approved. But at the same time, it was like all out recipes. So I was making five or six recipes for the week and it was like really time consuming. Like I did not have time for all of that. And I was spending my weekends doing that and I was seeing success because all of my meals were perfectly on plan. But at the same time, like my Sundays were gone. And if y'all remember, I used to live in Greensboro. Jake and I traveled every other weekend back home four and a half hours. So I just did not have time for this. And I don't know about y'all, but when it gets to that point of where I'm not sure that I have time for something, it's easier for it to kind of fall off track. And so I needed something that was going to be more sustainable, things that I could implement and tips that I could implement that were going to be uh, more efficient than that current regimen. So I'm going to break up these different sections into the planning piece and the prepping piece because I think both are important. Personally, I use both. I don't know how people go straight into prepping food without a plan in place, but that's just me. If you're like me, tune in. If you're like not like me, then you can just tune out, okay? But for me, I need a plan. So do you have a plan? Do you know what types of foods you are supposed to be eating. When I started my health journey, I had no idea what types of foods I was supposed to be eating. I just knew that what I was doing wasn't working and I needed something better. So if you don't have a plan and that's something that you are needing, you are more than welcome to reach out to me. I'll link it in the show notes. But if you're someone who's like, no, I feel pretty comfortable with my relationship with food. I don't really need, you know, help deciding on what I'm supposed to be eating or what I'm not supposed to be eating or how much, that kind of thing, fine. You don't have to have like a built out plan or portion control, that kind of thing. For me and people like me, we do need that plan and we do need to know what in the world we're supposed to be eating so that we are making progress, right? So that's just kind of a nuance, like make sure that you know what you're doing, what your goals are, that kind of thing. The next thing is look at your week, right? When you start planning out your meals for the week, look at your week and you're going to want to find nights where maybe your kid has basketball practice or maybe there's a birthday coming up or maybe you're going to your in-law's house and you know that there's going to be like key lime pie there or find those areas of weakness that may be in your week ahead. Not weakness as in you aren't strong enough to resist temptation. I'm not saying that, but areas where um, you're going to have a little bit of flex room, right? So for instance, Easter is next Sunday. I know that I am going to be with my in-laws and I know that there's going to be dessert. So I'm going to eat the best I can on plan, but then I may have, um, a little bit of a dessert. And so I know that that's going to be, I can mentally prepare for that is what I'm trying to say. Instead of being so restricted, I can mentally prepare and say, okay, that's a plan. I know that there's not going to be shame with that. I know that that's going to be like well thought out and not just an impulse kind of thing. Okay. So you want to look at your week and see what you have coming up. Do you have like a, a luncheon at work and you know that food is going to be provided, right? So maybe you don't have to plan that lunch, right? So just look at your week and figure out what you've got in store for yourself. The next thing is for me, I have to write my plan out. So I'm not somebody that can just fly by the seat of their pants, uh, especially in emotional eating. I need a plan and I need need to be able to see it. So whether that's on Excel 
or a notepad and pen. I know that writing my plan out will really help. Or even you can do like a dry erase board, right? Whatever it is, when you write out your plan, just how you would write out a goal or um, write out a chore chart, right, for your kids, it's helpful to be able to see it in front of your face, whether that be at the kitchen or in your office or wherever. Writing out a physical plan helps instead of just thinking like, oh yeah, I'll wing it this week. Or yeah, we might have wings that night. Like when you have a plan, you can just see it better and it it really does help. So definitely write it out. Um, And then the last thing that I have inside the planning are how I actually plan the food. So I call this making meal options. This is where your own personal fussy factor comes in. So is your fussy factor where you need to know every single thing you're eating at every single meal in order for you to feel in control and feel like you're not going to fall totally off track and spiral down the black hole of emotional eating, right? Like where is your fussy factor? So what I mean is, do you need to be able to know that you're having oatmeal at breakfast with eggs and lunch, you're having a salad and it's going to have cucumbers and tomatoes on it and dinner, you're having lasagna, a healthier version with your family, whatever. Like, do you need to know all of those things? Or are you good with just knowing that you're going to have some breakfast and lunch options that are quick and easy for yourself and that you are going to plan out the dinners, right? So you kind of have to determine your fussy factor. And for me, this really changes in whatever season of life I'm in. So right now, headed into this gut program that I'm going to be doing, I know that I have to have a very fussy meal plan for me to stick to it. That's not to say for everybody, but for me, if I want to be laser focused, then I have to have what I call meal options planned out. What this looks like is I'm going to create option one. And option one, I'll actually, um, I I think I have the paper close by. Maybe not. Maybe it's downstairs. But so for instance, option one for breakfast is going to be oatmeal and eggs. At lunch, it's going to be a salad with Asian meatballs that I've made from a healthy recipe. At dinner, it's going to look like spaghetti squash with ground turkey instead of ground beef and a no sugar added marinara sauce. Okay, so that is option one. Option two is going to look like toast with turkey bacon for breakfast. Lunch is going to be, I don't know, a healthy lasagna. Dinner is going to be lettuce wrap tacos, right? So that's option two. And then I would do the same thing for option three. So I'm not planning more than three meal options a week. Because what I'm going to do is say, Monday, you are option one. Tuesday, you are option two. Wednesday, you're option three. And then on Thursday, I may decide, okay, I'm going to do option two again. I really liked that day. Friday, I'm going to say, I liked option option three. I'm going to go with that. So instead of creating seven days worth of meal plans, you're really only creating two to three options of meal plans, okay? This really helps not feeling overwhelmed. This dramatically reduces the time that you spend planning and prepping, especially if you are following kind of a portion plan that I do, like a portion control plan. 
You need to be able to see and make sure you're getting all your um, uh, different food groups in, in the proper amounts, that kind of thing. So when your fussy factor is high, this may be the best option for you. But in other seasons, when I don't want to be so laser focused in and I'm not really like turning those notches up, my fussy factor goes down and I end up just planning out my dinners, right? And saying, okay, Monday night, we're going to have spaghetti squash because me and Jake love spaghetti squash with like um, meat sauce and the marinara. It's super easy, super fast. I can prep it. Anyhow, that's a side note, but we just love spaghetti squash. And then like Tuesday night, we're going to have tacos. Wednesday night, you know, it's it. the fussy factor can go way down. So you really have to determine what are your specific goals? Are you wanting to turn the notch up and really see results and start feeling amazing and really feel like you've got control and like you're just killing it? Maybe your fussy factor is a little bit higher, right? And if you're in a season where you're like, I'm super busy, I'm just trying to maintain. I just want to make sure my family is correctly fed. I don't care what I'm eating. Like we're just busy, right? Then maybe your fussy factor is down. So you have to figure that out to determine, are you going to use the meal options, option one, option two, option three type of theory um, or type of process for your planning? Okay. So inside the planning, we're done with planning. Do you have a plan? Do you know what you're supposed to be eating? Number two is look at your week. Make sure you don't see any like birthdays, holidays, like lunches that you don't have to prepare. Just kind of look at your week. Number three is writing it out. Make sure you have like a pen and paper. And then number four, inside planning is really figuring out what are your goals? What is your season? What is your fussy factor? And using that uh, process of using meal options rather than planning like all seven days. Okay, let's head into the prepping section. And I'm going to try to keep this like rapid fire because I wanted this episode to be a little bit shorter. I feel like those big, chunky 30 minute episodes are nice and all, but I love a good 15 minute. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have 30 minutes. So I was trying to keep this episode short and to the point. So inside prepping, right? We're done with planning. Inside prepping, my number one tip is making sure you have good storage containers for storing this food that you are going to be eating. First of all, nobody likes a super stained up bowl. Okay, that doesn't look appetizing. And if you're stressed out in the week, right? Like you're listening to this podcast probably because you struggle with emotional eating, right? So if you are looking at this bowl that's like stained and was maybe like an old um, plastic bowl that you got from the grocery store, Maybe consider getting like glass Pyrex bowls, something that makes your food look appetizing and something that stacks really well and is kind of uniform. Maybe that's just me. I've been watching like organization episodes um, on Netflix, the home edit, and I've been watching them and like, I'm just thinking, you know, I need to like up my game of organization. But I do know that that has helped me in the past is making sure that I have good storage options. And I would much rather reheat in glass than I would plastic. Okay. So that's number one. Maybe consider getting some good storage containers for your food. Number two inside prepping is focusing around meats. Okay. So if you have your proteins cooked for several days at a time, life is so much easier. Um, Especially in the summer, you can get out there on the grill and do like chicken and 
some steak and burgers, whatever it might be, having those proteins done for a few days at a time is so nice. Here's my trick with them. So I'm pretty sure this tip that I was given by my mentor saved my marriage. (laughs) I was making chicken bricks. This is what I call them because I was so scared of poisoning Jake with like uncooked chicken that I literally cooked those poor little tenders to little bricks. And I, we were so done. Like anytime I'd eat or anytime I'd prep food, when we would eat it, it was just like, oh my God, this is horrible. So my mentor was like, yo, get a uh, meat thermometer. They're super cheap and they will save like your, your meat. And I was like, what? A meat thermometer? And so I just got one off Amazon and and it was pretty cheap and it's a digital one and it literally changes the game of cooking meat. Like Jake and I do not cook meat without dragging out the thermometer, whether it's on the grill or inside the house and I'm doing like my favorite balsamic chicken recipe. I've dragged that meat thermometer out and once the chicken, I think chicken has to be at like 165. Once that chicken gets at like 160, 155-ish, I take it off there. The reason I take it off a little bit before the 165 is A, when you let it sit, it's going to continue cooking. But B, if I'm using this for meal prep, then I need to reheat that chicken throughout the week, right? I don't want to turn my good chicken into little chicken bricks again. Okay, so I uncook them a little bit, right? I, I don't cook them all the way. And that way, when I go to reheat, they're not super dried out. Okay, so just a Disclaimer, get you a meat thermometer, undercook it just a little bit if you're using it for meal prep in the future. Um, So number three inside my prepping is veggies. So for veggies, y'all know I don't love them, but I find ways to eat them, right? (laughs) Um, I love doing sheet pan veggies. I feel like that's super easy. I'm obsessed with okra. That's probably like the one veggie. Well, I don't know. I really love zucchini too, but zucchini and okra are like my top veggies. Okra is super good um, as a roasted vegetable in the oven. And so that you can do a huge sheet pan of roasted okra and have it through the week and it reheats really well as uh, as a bonus too. And then I also love spaghetti squash. So those two things are my go-to reheatable be- veggies for the week that are going to be super versatile. Um, I forgot a point that I wanted to make with the meat. So in the, in the meats and the proteins, make sure you season very lightly on your meats because if you're going to cook up some ground turkey, you can use ground turkey or even ground beef for tacos later on in the week, as well as with your spaghetti squash. So that's the only point I wanted to make. Don't go ahead and make the meat um, for that specific meal. Season it lightly and very blandly, and then you can reseason as you reheat later on in the week. So sorry, I didn't want to skip over that point because that was a very good hack that I adopted <laughs> several years ago that helped save me time. So anyhow, back to the veggies. Um, But spaghetti squash, you can do a bunch of different things with. It can be served as obviously spaghetti, but it can also be um, used in like Asian recipes and just a base to put like chili on top of or um, buffalo chicken. Like it's very, it's a very bland taste. So it can adopt the other flavors really well. So I love spaghetti squash, love roasted okra. 
For my other veggies, I typically do like steam fresh veggies that I can pop in the microwave, like cauliflower rice, and then season it up really well. I do salad mixes and I can add a side salad. So if your family wants like a really good lasagna, instead of getting a huge piece for yourself, you can get like a moderate piece and then put a side salad with it. You can make do with cooking for family and making sure that you have really nice dinners for everybody, but that you are also meeting your personal goals as well. So the don't be scared of frozen veggies, heating them in the microwave. Like you got to do what you got to do when you're busy, right? So the last thing inside prepping that I find is really helpful is washing and cutting up fruits and veggies for the week. Um, or maybe for a few days, maybe you don't do the entire week. But I know that when my grapes are already washed and in a bowl in the fridge, it's so much easier for me to grab them and eat them than it is if I know that I have to like take them out, pluck them off the thing, wash them, then eat them. I know it sounds so bougie, but that's just how my brain is. When it's convenient, I grab it more. So those are my tips for the prepping. So we've got making sure you have like nice storage containers for your food, making sure you have a meat thermometer for the meats, undercooking it a little bit so you can reheat it later, making it bland um, so you can use it in several different dishes. Cooking mass veggies, right? A spaghetti squash is going to produce you a bunch of veggies for the week. It's it's like a high volume food. Um, your okra or any roasted vegetable, I'm just biased to okra. Um, using those steam fresh bags and then washing and cutting your fruits and veggies will save you time throughout the week and convenience. So head to the review section and let me know if this has helped. I want to know what is your favorite tip. Are you going to purchase a meat thermometer now? It literally changed my life when I was eating those chicken bricks and it probably saved my marriage. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying me and Jake were so overeating little chicken bricks that we were ended up like making a sandwich instead. Um, but let me know in the review section. If you've already left a review, you can leave another one and let me know so I can see what it is that you're finding helpful out of these episodes. And remember, if you need someone to keep you physically accountable, you can reach out to me. I have my online community. Email podcast at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at Hannah Dickey Brasson. I have a system that I use that I know works. It works for my girls in my community. And I can hook you up to those resources so that you feel empowered to make those changes in your lifestyle as well. And I'll meet you where you are at, right? Like I'm not going to tell you, you have to be at this point before I help you or anything like that. We're going to work right from where you are and what you need help with. So I hope you guys have a great week. Hopefully this shorter episode was nice, shaking it up a little bit, and I hope y'all found this topic really helpful. So I will see you next week, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. What up, girlfriend? Did you enjoy this episode? If so, I'd love for you to head to Apple Podcasts and write a review to tell me what spoke to you or blessed you in some way. I always want this to be a two-way conversation, and this is the best way I can gain clarity on what you're loving. Speaking of conversations, though, are you on social media? If so, connect with me at Hannah Dickey Bryson, send me a message, or share this episode to your stories. Please tag me, though, so I can keep this hangout session going all week long. And as always, if you need support on your emotional eating journey, I've got you. Hop on over to my free Facebook group, and I will see you in there, sis. Have a good week.